0: to pick the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the your... count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow, there it is. is. Really exciting. <laughs> number four. <laughs> number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother <laughs> Congratulations. But that is not where you're gonna be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches?
1: You, you don't even uh, pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Devi, Redraft, DFS, and betting. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered, featuring my guys Paul Edgington and Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the newly revamped, new and approved, premiere episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show, formerly known as Dynasty Football Talk. I am your host, Paul Edgington, joined as always by my co-host Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing alright. Pretty excited
0: to uh, be under this new rebrand and uh, explore the different branches of what we've already kind of been doing. Uh, Other than that, pretty good day, pretty good week. How about
1: yourself? It's wonderful. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Same as you, happy to be branching out a little bit, doing some more content in some different areas that we're playing in ourselves, so might as well provide some content for it while we're at it. Good week. Happy it's over with, though, and ready to get this G-Impact weekend started with the championship games coming up for the conference so excited to see two very competitive games coming up and hopefully hopefully the Bengals pull it out once again this year and head to the Super Bowl but really looking forward to them and being in Burrowhead I
0: I think it's very possible Um, I mean I don't know if Mahomes was was healthy that it would even matter but I think it'll still be competitive
1: regardless yeah, maybe some Bengal bias, but I don't think it matters either way. Yeah, don't either. We've beaten them three times in the past season, two seasons, with healthy Mahomes every game, so we're clicking at the right time. Burroughs now, I believe, 8-0 for his career in January, so the guy just doesn't lose when it comes to these type of games. Burroughs 8-0. I think the Bengals are on a 10-game win
0: streak dating back to the regular season. I mean, you guys are just scorching hot right now, oh like you said. The NFL fucked up pre-selling those tickets, That just that whole fiasco of the Bills-Bengals game that got canceled, it just fueled the
1: fire, baby. Yeah, and I saw something along the lines of the NFL's now trying to unload their AFC championship hats for the Bills, at least, and the Chiefs as well, that they've already pre-made and pre-purchased and all that, and... They didn't do that for the Bengals, and word got out that they're trying to unload all that gear now for at least the Bills, that they already purchased and put out there. So, more fuel to the fire, like you said. Yeah, if, if people don't realize it, they uh they always
0: pre-make a shitload of that stuff, and normally what happens is they'll donate it to countries overseas who are are less fortunate. So I'm, I'm surprised that they aren't going that route. But hey, whatever it it's is, the NFL I guess.
1: now money right. is money
0: right I know they do that with the Super Bowl like t-shirts and stuff because they, they make both that way the winning team can put t-shirts on immediately mm-hmm. after the game and then the losing team's t-shirts get usually dumped overseas like like you know
1: impoverished countries right, so, right. at least they're doing something good every now and then it's probably just a tax write off <laughs> that's a different it wouldn't be surprising. Hole.
0: <laughs> that's a different rabbit hole
1: well, we'll go ahead and jump right into the show a uh, typical injury segment we have done during the season. Haven't had too many injuries during the playoffs, thankfully. Unfortunately, we did have one. Your Cowboys, Tony Pollard, broken fibula. I know he already had surgery the day after it happened. So, sucks for him being a free agent. I've read that he should be ready for OTAs, training camp, all that good stuff. So, he'll just have to set out for up until that point, I believe. And then he'll be good to go to get back in the game. But really shitty timing for him. And especially with uh, <clears throat> good old Uncle Jerry, you know, damn well he's going to use this injury as get some kind of discount on the kid. I'm sure he will. And it,
0: you know, doesn't even know good either because he's only a year younger than Zeke. I know that, uh, you know, Zeke's trying to take a pay cut because he built a house in Dallas or wherever, somewhere in Texas. And, uh, just doesn't want to leave the Cowboys I know you text me about that and I, I mean I can't really blame the guy because he's productivity has gone down every year for the last four or five years um he's carved out a, a niche role that really he's only really useful in short line short yardage situations he's your goal line back your third and three back your fourth and one back it's your pass pass blocking back I mean that's about it but getting back to Tony Pollard um I know in the broadcast it was because uh, you and I talked about it I thought it was kind of weird because the commentator said "Oh, it's uh, immediately it was diagnosed as a high ankle sprain but they put him in an air cast and immediately as soon as I heard air cast it, they don't put you in an air cast unless something's broken so they contradict themselves in the same breath saying there's a high ankle sprain they put him in an air cast so um.
1: commentators just trying to Put out some kind of information Just talking out of their ass And don't realize Oh shit What I just said Completely
0: contradicts itself In the Mm -hmm. same sentence Yeah I mean I I get it's their job And they're doing what they can But You know John Madden wouldn't have done that That's all I'm saying But Yeah this will just be a a, It'll be a scapegoat for uh, Jerry Jones to, to Get him for Half the price As if he was healthy so you think he is
1: going to return to the Cowboys ultimately?
0: This injury, I think, makes it more likely. I feel like had he been healthy leaving or the, during this offseason that he could have went out and made more money. But now coming off an injury, who, realistically, who's going to sign a 24-25, I don't know exactly his age, a 24-25-year-old running back coming off an injury and paying him big money? I don't I do to necessarily not think. Too many teams. I don't think it's I don't think it's very possible, especially considering you know, not saying
1: that he's easily replaceable, but you can get a rookie. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, until the injury, I considered him the second most sought after free agent running back that would have more than likely left their current team behind Josh Jacobs. So, it sucks, but if he goes back to the Cowboys not complaining for fantasy purposes either. He's done great in the role this season, last season. So if that's where he lands, it's still going to be a good thing for fantasy. It's not yeah, going to change anything. It won't be bad. I think he finishes like a top ten back
0: anyways, uh, fantasy production-wise. Um, so if he stays with Cowboys, expect very similar things. If he goes somewhere else and becomes the lead back, I mean, he's basically the lead back in the, in the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. he goes somewhere else and is the
1: RB1 there. You know, he'd probably be a top six, top eight back. Wouldn't be surprising with his skill set. Just do it all. Big playmaker can get out and run. If he's utilized correctly, I mean, he could put up. I mean, arguably,
0: probably top five numbers.
1: Yeah.
0: And gets higher than I think, like a forty percent snap share.
1: Oh yeah. You know, so
0: it sucks to get injured, but you know, gotta talk about it because it's the only one that's happened in the last like three weeks. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely relevant to fantasy going forward. it makes it not better, but even more of a talking point because he's a free agent, so we'll keep an eye on him and see what happens. I think he stays, though. At this point,
1: I'd agree with you, absolutely. Had he he been healthy, I think he leaves. I think that's, to me, that's the deal breaker. There's plenty of open running back opportunities on the open market. I think he would have been as good as gone as well. Well, we'll go ahead and get into real meat and potatoes of this episode. We're going to, Derek and I will both list off some of our favorite Dynasty buys at this point in time. And I'll go ahead and let you do the honors and kick it off with, preferably, your number one buy that you're going to go after this off season. My number one buy? Number one. My number one buy, so it's not in order on our
0: screen, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he finished as uh, quarterback eight, scoring wise this last season. Obviously, who's step up, and I'm sure that his his value in the market is is also probably about back to what it was when he was originally drafted. Um, I I think that Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are just a match made in heaven. Anything Peterson gets his hands on just like turns to gold, and Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I just. And I think that uh, Christian Kirk, phenomenal job. People gave, another guy on my list, people gave Jacksonville Jaguars fucking hell for the amount of money they paid for Christian Kirk, but it it panned out Christian Kirk for standard scoring, or ESPN scoring, whatever you want to call it, finishes like wide receiver six. So, I do think that they uh, go out and acquire more weapons, and I mean, they're... A couple pieces away from being a legit contender. I mean, I think they're really they're already a legit contender. They just lost last week to the Chiefs, and it was a close game. It was twenty-seven twenty. Yeah. I mean, granted, Mahomes went out for a little bit, but he did come back. Um, but they're they're
1: right there. They already have an in-house upgrade in Calvin Ridley if he is reinstated next season. So they won't have to go out and really spend any kind of money to. Get a big upgrade. They're already, like you said, they're pretty well off all around. We could round the team. Defense is pretty good. I'd say that's probably the area they need approving would be defense. Right. And, of course, every offensive line can always use an upgrade. Yeah, and I'd like to see them bring back Evan Ingram. Oh, they better. I mean, uh, he was a huge part of the way that offense worked. With Doug Peterson, he does love those tight ends. Right. So if they don't bring it back... I'd be curious they, they, to see. They need to replace him if they don't bring him back. They need to, you know, a, a,
0: a very good receiving tight end.
1: Oh yeah, they, and that offense with the way it runs, a tight end's a bust. Yeah. So I'd be curious if they do let Ingram walk. Maybe their player for Michael Mayer, possibly a Dalton Kincaid, maybe a Darnell Washington. I'd be happy with any of them guys. I mean, I'm
0: not, I'm not gonna. I think Gavin Ingram made himself some money.
1: Oh, yeah, personally. he's, he's going to get so, paid.
0: You know, obviously, they're going to talk to Evan Ingram and see what he's thinking money-wise, and if it makes more sense to pay a rookie tight to come in. That's, I mean, all, uh, to me, all those guys would be extremely serviceable year one. You know, what makes more sense money-wise? Evan Ingram's also 27, 28. It's not yeah, like he's,
1: he's... I mean, not calling 28 old, but he's not 21, 22. Hey, with that age-old fantasy rule... He's in the tight end prime right now, four or five years down the line. No, he is. He's there. I mean, is this really his first
0: super productive tight end season, or did he have one? He had his rookie year, but he was... Right, but after that, I mean, pretty much non-existent, right? Compared to that. Lots
1: of injuries. Yeah. But I have T-Law in a couple places, luckily, already, so I won't be out there paying the premium price for him. He's going to cross... Cost a pretty penny for most leagues, I'd say. But I'm sure there's still some out there that are down on him and don't believe he's the real deal. But I believe he is. I'm a big T Law guy. I got him right now as my quarterback. Let's see. He's in my tier three of quarterbacks. But right now, he's my QB7.
0: Right behind he Justin is Herbert. My QB8.
1: Right behind. Same Justin Herbert. Yeah. for we're sitting in the draft today, I might be compelled to take him over Herbert. A little bit younger, he's got more. He's got more room to grow as a fantasy player than Herbert is at this point. I think we've we've seen Herbert's ceiling, and I don't think it's really going to get much better out there in Los Angeles. Herbert was extremely blessed with the weapons
0: that he had when he was drafted. Trevor Lawrence went through the growing pains of not I mean look at what he did with this best receiver being Christian Kirk no offense Christian Kirk I, I love Christian Kirk I've been a believer since he was drafted by the Cardinals but imagine what Trevor Lawrence could do if he had both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams oh yeah
1: that's a great segue into another one of your buys Christian Kirk just uh all about the Jaguars this episode aren't you? yeah I mean they're I think they're cooking with hot water
0: um I, kind of piggybacking off of what I said a few minutes ago I'm pretty sure he finished he finished top 10 I'm pretty sure it was wide receiver 6 yeah it was 6 um, or 8 depending on you know. scoring setup but for like ESPN scoring because I've got I've got a a ghost league on sleeper for, for scoring so I'm pretty sure he finished his wide receiver uh, 6 like I said I've been a, a no sorry wide receiver 11
1: so wide receiver one.
0: Regardless, wide receiver one, Taylor wide receiver one. Um, you know he's, he's 26. He's a he's a smaller guy. Finally had a year. But I, I feel like he's still extremely slept on. We're currently in a startup, and he went. I mean, you're, you're talking to wide receiver one. He went, I think, in the 10th round, 9th round in our startup that we're currently in. Yep, I picked him up at 9.03. Yeah. So, to me, that is extreme value. So... Um, I think he's mostly on this list because I don't think his market value is inflated given the season he just had. No, so, I and I think it's it'll be very, I think it'll be pretty easy for him to replicate the season he had. I don't. I don't think that's
1: out of the realm of possibilities. No, I don't think so either. I'm a big buyer at him. I feel like you can still get him for fairly cheap for the production he just put up. And again. Coming back, the offense is going to be roughly the same depending on Evan Ingram. Maybe adding Calvin Ridley. You're still going to be tied to T Law. Zay Jones is there. You're I'm, I'm not really willing. going to replace uh, Marvin Jones with Calvin Ridley potentially and maybe Evan Ingram with a rookie tight end. Right. So you're still in a great, great situation that you just proved you could be the guy in. Right. And I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in, in Calvin Ridley just yet. Um,
0: he's been out of the league for two years I hope he gets cleared to play and I hope I eat my words but he's also what's I mean what's he gonna be 27, 28 also 28 yeah so a guy that's been out of the league for two years and then you never know he might come in and play half a season and say fuck this football shit just possibilities he could also come in and at least this time he'll be on a winner yeah that's true that's true winning solves a lot of problems it does um but, yeah, he'd, he'd be a great step in for Marvin Jones.
1: So I forgot to ask you on T-Law. So I'll circle back to him real fast. What are you willing to pay for T-Law today? i
0: two first plus a little bit. It's definitely a take. I mean, he's, 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 age, yeah. he's expensive. I, I get that. But I, I think he's... I mean, like I said, currently I've got him as my, like I said, uh, quarterback eight. He... Next year, at the end of next year, he could very easily be a top four, top five quarterback on my, in my rankings, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like I said, I got a couple shares of t off. You're knocking buy in my inbox. I'm telling you, two first and another, like Kirk Cousins, Dak. Right. Maybe not Dak, but like Cousins, a top 15-ish quarterback right. on top of two first picks, two first rounders. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's going to be locked and loaded. You can slide him into your QB one spot next 10 years or so, at worst, your QB2 spot feel pretty safe about him. He's a said-it-forget-it guy. Yep.
0: So I I totally agree with you, and I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page value-wise finally
1: for once. Yeah, it's, maybe it's, we'll be able to make a deal now. That's pretty refreshing. No, I, I
0: love Trevor Lawrence, um, Urban Meyer. Luckily, there doesn't seem like there's been any ill will, or not ill will, ill effects of that. Yeah, that rookie season it. of having a terrible
1: coach in Urban Meyer, so. he did damage him too much. Yeah, he wasn't damaged goods, but yeah. one team I have T. Law and Joe Burrow That's along with the hell 101 of this punch. year. Hell, so, one-two punch. Okay. Productive struggled for two years is and that, now gonna, is that Foot Clan? Yep. Yeah, now I'm going to be added Bijan at the 101. You've made a lot of moves in that league, though. Oh yeah, that was definitely if I go back and look at trades, it was my most active. Yeah, trading league, and I have, didn't you have Kelsey and Kittle in that league too? Was that that league or is that a different league? Uh, that one I have Pitts and Pat F. Okay, okay, and then I got a plethora of receivers: Jabbar, DK, Traylon. You're hurting at mm-hmm. running back though, aren't you? I mean, obviously Bijan would. I think I'm still limping around with uh, Antonio Gibson. I think Cam Akers. I got like two or three leagues. Those are still my one-two punch. I just I can't can't get rid of them, Right. But you traded away. I think you had better running backs but you traded them away, right? That's where you got most of Oh, deer. yeah.
0: I had Saquon. Uh, yeah. Didn't you get like two for Saquon or something? Yeah, because like I got him nice? in the
1: deal with uh, Jamar Chase coming back. And yeah. I got ET into that deal. Ah. Uh, you have E T N still? I traded ET <laughs> <laughs> See? That's
0: what I'm saying. I mean, but that's, that's the way sometimes it works. Sometimes. It, it should work out great for you. You got the QB room locked up. You have Jamar Chase. I mean, might as well say your wide receiver room's locked up. Pat F. Kyle Pitts... It's a hell of a fucking room. The running backs, they have the shortest shelf life in the NFL. Fucking, if you can draft them, draft them. If you got the 101, be
1: John, baby. Yeah, I got the 101, and then looking at it now, I have another top, top Don't pick. Don't you
0: have like three or four picks in the first round?
1: I did. I shipped a lot of amounts. Right oh, okay. now, I have the 101 and 105. So the 101 right. is yours, right? Nope. The 101 is not mine because oh, okay. of the tomorrow chase trade. I was sitting at the 102-103 for the whole year, made the Jamar trade, and then won a couple of games, unfortunately, that I shouldn't have won. I beat a couple of the, a couple of playoff teams and then slid back to the 105. But I got the 101. I'd, coming in, I knew that was going to be the 101 after about three weeks. It was, it was a pair with this guy's team. So I'll be able to get Bijan, and you never know with this league. Jameer Gibbs slides or I could also of course trade up which running back's definitely the weak spot I just might do that I don't think it would be a bad idea to get both uh, then if
0: yeah. where would you so say you wanted so obviously you're taking Bijan if would you just play it based on who goes 102 like would you think you'd have to move up to 103 to get Jameer Gibbs or where would you want to move up would you say fuck it and pay up to
1: get 102 just in case if I could afford the premium just to secure it, absolutely, right. Just because, from what you know, we've looked at my team, I feel like I'm ready for a playoff run. If I could get Bijan, that I think is going to be a top five to ten producing running back, and then Jameer Gibbs could possibly be top fifteen or higher. If I could lock those two in, I'm going to do it. I don't like training away my future first round picks very often or early, but. If I can give like the 105 and my 24 first to move up and secure another lots and load of running back, I'll happily oh, he'd, do it. You'd be willing to do that to get to the 102? I would be. Yep. Yeah. If he lands at a premium spot, R- of R- course. <coughs> right. Right. Um. Oh, I us have George Pickens on this team. So, Rondell Moore. Johan Dotson's on my taxi. So I'm, I've got a plethora of receivers I could use for trade bait to move up, potentially acquire an extra first-round pick. George Pickens, you could certainly add to the 105. I'm sure you can get up to the 102 with that, I would think. Yeah, because so I remember we went back and forth on that trade a lot. I traded away Elijah Moore to second for Pickens. Yeah. And at, the, at the time, we were like, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit much, and now sitting back laughing at that trade, like, ha, fucking stole at, him. At the time, it was much.
0: And well and you could argue Elijah Moore had a hell of a you know, second half of the season, but you know, who's to say he we'll see how he starts off and how picking starts off, but yeah, you're you're sitting pretty in that one now.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that draft to roll around and get things going and cook it and shape off this playoff contender, hopefully a championship contender. Well, right, I gotta ask it since
0: we're kinda of talking about wide receivers, is gonna be a guy that is is coming in this year. Uh,
1: how do you feel about Parker Washington? Eh. eh, I like him. He's got a he's got a really good skill set, but I don't think NFL wise he's going to be valued highly because he doesn't do he doesn't have a trait that sticks out to you. Right, he's a great all around guy. Right. Not too fast, not too big, not too athletic. His best things his hands outside of contested catches. That's about yeah his best attribute. He's just a great all around guy. He's not. Right, Not not knocking him, but he's nothing quote-unquote special like a Quentin Johnston. His high point of the ball and his athleticism is just out of this world. Or a Zay Flowers make you miss fast guy. Jalen Hyatt burner. Jason his route running is very crisp. Jordan Addison, same thing. He's a burner, plus his route running is very good. Right. Can't really say anything like that about Parker Washington. Mm-hmm. You just say he does everything well. So I don't think he'll be drafted highly probably fourth, fifth-round pick, Right. maybe third if he tests really well and the team falls in love with him. But fantasy-wise, I wouldn't be expecting much out of him. Depending
0: on landing spot, obviously, but if he's a fourth-round picker later in the real draft, would you, would you spend anything earlier than a third on him? No. I wouldn't either. Not I was just, likely. I was just curious because you – we were talking about Elijah Moore in a second for uh, George Pickens, and I'm just—I was just curious what that second could be, being that it's 205. So I was just I was just wondering.
1: Yeah, I mean, in this league—I kind of feel bad for the guy's original pick I have. He also acquired the 102 from another team, so this guy could have potentially had 101 and 102. And he played his card right, yeah. And for, fortunately for me, he did not. So, I'm happy about that. But I th- think it's my turn to finally step in the batter's box and get one of my buys fired off. Number one, by far, my guy, Trey Lance. I don't think he's going to be the 49ers quarterback, and that's all well and good. But I think he's going to be a starter somewhere else. We, I mean, We talked about last week or the week before, Falcons, Titans could be looking there's plenty of teams that could be looking for a quarterback, especially in his mold, if he went even the Ravens, they could let Lamar walk, not pay that big fat contract and get Trey Lance for a hell of a lot cheaper and put him into that offense and see what he could do, just lots and lots of landing spots we can't forget he was the third overall pick I'm sure the 49ers were not the only team that was in love with him at the time so, I think he'll start somewhere else, and I'm all in on Trey Lance. Unfortunately, Bark Purdy has gotten to me. He's going to be the starter, I believe. Unfortunately, because I feel like Trey Lance, healthy, give an opportunity in this offense, could be fantasy gold. But Bark Purdy did pretty damn well from a fantasy aspect, a lot cheaper, so I'm sure they'll keep him around, chip off Trey Lance. Hopefully, it'll start elsewhere. Is the way I'm playing it currently and trying to buy Trey Lance. I haven't bought him so far because our leagues are on a little bit of a dead period pause until after the Super Bowl to give everyone some time to unwind from the season and refresh. But I did at the deadline. Yeah, of course, this is like week 13 or 14. Shipped off Justin Fields for Trey Lance on the 23rd. That was you know, the other time Justin Fields was hot, and getting it going. So I felt pretty good about that trade, and I'd obviously do it again today. I mean, getting on twenty-three first was,
0: it was good on that part. Um, per, where, where where did that end up being? Do you know? And I think uh, it was mid to late. It wasn't early. Okay. I mean, it's 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 still a first, so it's it's not terrible. You can you know. It gives you more flexibility. You could package it, blah blah blah, do all that, all that good jazz. Um, yeah, I was. I think I'm in the exact same boat as you when it comes to the San Francisco uh, QB situation. Um, obviously, the draft capital they have invested in Trey Lance, they're not just gonna you know let him squander away. They're gonna try and get some type of return on investment. So, I, to me, it makes the most sense to trade him away rather than. You know, sit Brock Purdy down after the success he's had and turn it over to Trey Lance. I think the ceiling is far higher with Trey Lance. I, I, I agree with you, just his, his ability to you know, add shit on the, on the ground and his arm strength and everything. Brock Purdy, to me, is more of a game-manager type of quarterback. He makes the right reads, makes the, the, the easy throws look good. You know, he just... He's... It, a young Jimmy Garoppolo. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. So, that offense, he can still... But he can be that because the way that offense and that team is built, mm-hmm. that it works. He can still be a decent QB, two for you, that offense. Absolutely. A, a top-20 quarterback, I wouldn't be mad at it. I was actually looking at trying to get Brock Purdy and fantasy dry. You sniped me on that guy, on him, too. I was kind of pissed. But you also have Trey Lance, so I, I get it. But um, I did take my guy, Trey Lance, in the third is my... QB one, yeah, but you know if everything pans out and they trade him away, now you've got two starting quarterbacks. So that was my with it's it. that's smart for you? You hedged your bet.
1: It's just I, yeah, I got, I got thirty a, at like eight oh three, I think. or eight, eight ten, ten, I think. One of those two. I think, I think it was ten eight three. ten because you sniped him right before me.
0: I was pissed. But I was kind of surprised he lasted that long. I was too but I didn't want to reach on him the one before because
1: it was seven o three, and I was like this is, I just feel like this was early but I ended up um, for a couple of rounds I'm like do I pull the trigger I was like "Yeah, oh, fuck it. it except if it works out he's the starter and Lance moves on that's a QB2 at the 8th round a young QB2 in the 8th round and a great offense so I was like yeah I don't know if I'm competing here this year or not yet so I'm gonna take the dart on him
0: I, I mean it's a great pick pick on you I the reason I was going to take him was just to have a startable quarterback. I'm sitting right now with Desmond Ritter and who knows what else. But I have a plan. That plan is in motion. It's a productive struggle for me, 100%. Um, But getting back to the meat and potatoes of this, um, I agree with you. I do think... I think the Ravens is a great spot because I feel like Trey Lance can do the exact... on on the ground is... As close to what Lamar Jackson is... He's closest to Lamar Jackson as anybody in the league, maybe, except for Justin Fields. I think he's got a way better arm than Lamar. Yeah, I agree with Um, that. But to utilize that arm, they're going to need more than just... um, Fuck. Mark Andrews.
1: And Isaiah Likely. Uh, I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, obviously... Lamar's gone, I, th- I think he leaves I don't think, the money he's demanding Baltimore is not going to be willing to, to pay up, it is what it is but, um, but I, I, I think I think Trey Lance is a, is a good buy right now, his, his value is probably pretty low, considering he's injured and the way Brock Purdy is playing I think he would be at this point, you know, he'll be going into year three it, his market value is, is probably as low as it's ever going to be, I don't Short of completely being nothing, I think his value can only go up from here. Yeah. Especially if, if he's traded, his
1: value goes up immediately. Um, I'd like to see him in Atlanta or Tennessee, but a sneaky pick: the Jets with former defensive coordinator Robert Sala, similar offense. Could yeah, could be a sneaky fit. And the Jets are they're looking for a new quarterback. Yeah, you're 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 looking at teams that have weapons that would
0: be able to utilize Trey Lance properly which which I can get but a team that is built around a mobile quarterback with absolutely no rep- weapons that likes to run Baltimore now that would be personally Baltimore well, well, is my favorite
1: pump the brakes on that one their offensive coordinator Greg Roman who has created this offense dating back to Colin Kaepernick he is gone so we don't quite know what the Ravens' offense will look like? No, that's true, but so I'm pretty sure Roman's been the coordinator Lamar's whole career so far. Yes, no, you're 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 right, but I don't. I would be sur- well. I guess it
0: depends on who they get at quarterback. I still think they would be a heavier on team.
1: But yeah, I think by default, unfortunately, because they it's don't have the weapons to
0: right to outside of Mark Andrews and likely. Who he going throw the ball
1: to? Bateman. We. Haven't seen much of him, so who knows? I've been pretty out on him personally. If you're letting Lamar walk or trade him, you're not gonna. I don't see him investing in a wide receiver with no quarterback. Quarterback questions. And if you're rolling with Tyler Huntley next year, no offense to Tyler Huntley, I think he deserves to be a starter. But I don't think you're building around him. No. And then just circling back to the Trey Lance trade I was talking about. Unfortunately, that pick ended up to be the one twelve. Ah, uh, but. This league, I have the 104, 107, and 111. You can always piece those together. So, so that is my plan because this particular league, I have Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. So I was a, I was a failed contender. Right. Due to injuries and such, I had it's a one running back league. I had right. JT, Saquon, and Josh Jacobs at one point. They're all gone now, aren't but they? I, yeah they're, yeah, they're all gone. But that's because, you know, just the fields wasn't shit. First half of the year, and I just got way behind the eight ball and couldn't catch up in time. so I re, you know, retooled a little bit, got a plethora of picks, but kept a couple of the cornerstone guys that I could turn it around quickly. So I don't, I wish it was a higher pick, of course, but a couple with one of the three first. Yes. He said I could do something with that. It's still a
0: first, and, you know, going back to an old league mate we used to have, it's almost a second. That's true. It's on that borderline. But uh I'll, I'll ask you the question. If you were actively trying to buy Trey Lance, what would
1: you be willing to pay on him or for him? I'd pay a first plus, at least. I know we've had trade negotiations that I'm not going to let go of. I told you I'd trade you Justin Fields for Trey Lance, and you're... Debbie depleted of 102. Do that in a heartbeat. I wouldn't mind moving off a guy like Fields, uh, Deshaun Watson, to Ellie and Kyler Murray. I wouldn't mind moving off those guys for Trey Lance in the first or Trey Lance in a little plus. Wouldn't be mad about that at all. I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: That's about where I'm at with it, too. A uh, uh, first and something small for Trey Lance is about what I'd be willing to pay. Um, if he gets traded, I think you could that plus something small comes plus something big. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. if I'd be willing to pay two first for him, but
1: it'd be a lot more than marginal. Yeah, that's true. That's why you need to take me up for my Justin Fields trade offer and get your contender rolling and I pair him with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't believe in... Tra- or
0: you, I, I want to keep Trey Lance, Sorry.
1: You believe a trailer's more than Justin Fields?
0: No. I like Justin Fields better. It's the fucking Bears I don't like.
1: They're headed in the right direction. If they trade the one on one to I've seen, there's, I've seen him,
0: there's rumors that they're talking about packaging Justin Fields to away. I don't know what kind of and rumors you've quarterback.
1: Seen. It was on a Buckeye website. Well, that explains it's a fucking Buckeye website. I can't remember. i have to look it up. I, I saw it. College oh, website writing about the NFL front office. It says former Buckeye quarterback, blah, 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 and he quoted some shit. I can't remember. It's been a few days ago. I'm sure they just took G.A. Bryant's pace, his old comments about that you know, we're going to explore all the options and blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's, there's no was... way they're going to... They won't package Fields because they no that that was kind of
0: that was kind of what they were in the articles. Kind of what they were saying was just if they were going to trade away Justin Field or you know trade away the 101, it's it's to inflate the price by saying
1: that. So, well, uh, well, they've got they've got it nicely because the Colts and Texans both want that pick, and they're division rivals. Yeah, that can be the start a bidding war.
0: So they, I mean, you could literally get an offer from one from the Colts and go to Texas say, "Hey, Colts are offering this. Uh-huh. Can you beat it?" And Texans say, "Fuck yeah, I'll
1: give you this." And then back and forth until one of them says, "Nah, I'm out." Yep, they've you already know. got a nice little built-in inflation package going on just with those and two like teams. You said, because they're being... division rivals, it makes it even. Yeah, they're both looking for that. That guy, the franchise quarterback they believe in, I think it's different guys they believe in, but of right. course, when you believe in them, much like the 49ers, you want to get up there and lock up your guy. Yeah, There's no I mean, chances. It's, it's, I think it's pretty well known the Colts guy is, is
0: Will Levis, and I'm pretty sure Texans is Bryce. Yeah, which makes sense because Texans' offensive line sucks, but I digress. Fields has the same problem. I like Fields, but the situation needs to change. If they try, if they roll him out again next year with the same fucking team with no weapons, no better offensive line, I mean, you can't expect Justin Fields to go out there and rush for a thousand yards a year. That's that's to me fantasy wise, I love it, but the risk of injury is astronomical.
1: Possibly.
0: No, no, it's not possibly about it.
1: Well, no, it's been statistically proven I read uh, pocket passers are more proven to get injured than running quarterbacks you going to cite your sources for me I'll have to look it up but it was a year or so ago <laughs> it was a year or so ago because yeah. the pocket quarterbacks are statues standing in there you know, non-moving target whereas a quarterback out there running has a chance to manipulate his body slide get out of bounds he's not taking those unabated hits like uh, Phillip Rivers would take no, well, I, I can see what you're saying, but but yeah. with the way Justin Fields runs, he's not the safest runner. He's not like Jalen Hurts. No, you, you rarely see Jalen Justin Hurts Fields get hit. Doesn't avoid contact. No, you rarely see Jalen Hurts take a well, hit. It doesn't help
0: when you got refs out there saying you ain't in Ohio State no more. You ain't gonna get them calls. Well, they're not wrong. No, I get it. But if we're talking about safety and like I think a ref said that to Garrett Wilson. I can't yeah, who yeah. it was.
1: Uh, I think he was a Michigan alum, actually. I think that's why he said it. But again, I digress. Well, that's probably payback from that little fourth and one bullshit call a few years ago where you had your Ohio State fans ref in the game. Oh, are you talking about the JT Barrett first
0: down? Yep, those refs were corrupt cl- as that shit. That was clear as day a first down. I'll yep.
1: we'll have to pull up the video once again. There ain't no video about it. There's plenty of videos. pulled up right now. But we'll move on to my second buy, good old Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. Just quite simply buy the dip. Yeah, that's His situation's bound to improve. Maybe not this year, depending on if they get a quarterback. But I think by next year they will be forced to get one. So just quite simply buy the dip. Enjoy. He's only 22, so you buy him now and you got to wait another year or two. He's only 24. Yeah, why not? Uh, to me, what saves
0: Kyle Pitt is his, his rookie year. He's proven he can do it. He's, he's already done it. He finished as a top ten tight end rookie year. A terrible year this year, not by his own doing. There was uh, the stat that I think you and I looked at, or I told you about, through like the first six weeks of the season. His uh, in man to man coverage, his percentage of beating his man was like top three in the league, including wide receivers. He gets open. He just uh, wasn't the focal point of the offense.
1: Unfortunately, he was not. It was more for Drake London at one point in time and obviously focused around just pounding the ball up the middle over and over and over again. Quarter of Patterson. I love Kyle Pitts, but for simply no other reason, just buy the dip, take the discount, reap the benefits later. You're going to buy him now for... Well, the first plus, maybe, in the two, three years, you could possibly look at, at the number one tight end producing-wise, and then you're just looking back at that trade. Huh. Paid the 110 and a flex player. Or paid the 110 and a second. And I mean, you're going to be laughing at it. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? A, a, a mid to late first plus,
0: I mean, what are you, what are you adding on to that? I mean, is Tony Pollard too much? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, I know for you, but I'm saying, like, realistically. I don't think so. Yeah, would, that fair, would that or, be a
1: fair trade? I'd say so. I mean, yeah. Running backs are a dime a dozen. He's on, you know, he's on a certain timeline, just broke his fibula. If, if you're a win-now team. Yeah, win-now team. You take the pick to bolster your depth. You take the running back that you can slide in as your running back to and be fine with yep. for a year or two at least. That 110 and Jahan Dotson? Yeah, I think that'd be a fair trade. Yeah. I think John Dotson's going to do way better this year consistently, be on the field more, better situation for him. Yeah, I think we're on the exact same page. Kyle Pitts by the dip.
0: Uh, my, I think his at this point, it's as, as low as it'll ever go. Mm-hmm. I, again, one of them guys that can only, kind of like Trey Lance, it can only go up from here. Exactly. He's proven he can do it. He's the unicorn. Still my tight end one in Dynasty. I don't. There's not much more to be said about it. That's uh, it might be my tight end too. He's definitely my top
1: two, though. He's my tight end too. He's my tight end too. Sorry, I misspoke. He's my tight end two behind another one of my buys, Travis Kelsey. He still raises my dice to tight end one. Oh, you're high. No, no, you're no. high. He still got a couple years. Mark Andrews proved this year he's not. He's not Travis Kelsey like people were thinking. He's just as inconsistent up and down as every other tight end not named Travis Kelsey. I don't, I, you know, I've never been the biggest believer in Mark Andrews. I sold him the year before his breakout just because I didn't think he was going to be able to sustain what he did. We talked about it so many times in the offseason for our home league that he's not going to be able to repeat what he did. Mm-mm. And lo and behold, nothing close to it. And I think this is the Mark Andrews we'll see year in and year out as opposed to the tight end one overall that we saw on a year where they just passed the ball more than they ever have with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I can't remember
0: his exact stats, but um, the, the, his his breakout year, I mean, he had like 160 or 170 targets. Yeah, it was that, that is unsu- – I mean, that's 10 targets a game. Mm-hmm. That's unsustainable. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you. I currently still have – Mark Andrews is my tight end one. I love Kelsey. He's my tight end three. Old, true, reliable. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I agree. Kelsey right now should be a fucking buy. This is one that you put on your list, and I wanted it so bad. Um, it's, he's 32, going to be 33. In the, in the offseason, his value always dips. We've been talking about it for like three years. People are like, oh, he's not going to blah, blah, blah. I think the way he plays, transitions year over year, he's never going to slow down. He, his game
1: isn't built around athleticism. That's he's, what people fail to realize. He doesn't need to outrun you. He's going to outwork you and outsmart you. He's one of the smartest players in the game. He knows what he's doing with his routes. He knows how to read the defense and find that open space. He's going to sit in the in zone. Capable. He's going right, to use his leverage. He, he's a big body.
0: It's He's arguably, in my opinion, the greatest Titan of all time. I'm there with there you. might be Gronk guys who disagree with that. Gronk and Tom Brady were a different beast. If Mahomes had uh, Travis Kelsey for another three or four years, after he retires even, I think this is a, an easy conversation. But Kelsey, I, I agree. I, I think he's even... I know in a couple leagues I had him, and when I was looking to sell him last year, I was like, I'd sell him for any first. Right now, I'd buy him for any first
1: plus. Oh, yeah. First plus easily. So, I know I'll be going out there to try to get him on the teams I'm going to contend in. Again, buy that veteran discount in the offseason and I, reap the rewards during the season. I would do it now because as soon as he starts scoring points, his value is going to go up. Because I know in our startup, since that's, we'll reference that for probably the next week or two, we're in like round... 13 or 15 out of 28. So that's just the one we're doing at this moment. The 101. I like where you're going with this. It was a third round reversal. He picked Mahomes. And then at 101, he he took Mahomes. And then at, was it 212? He took Kyle Pitts over Travis Kelsey. I just had to ask, like, what the hell is that about? Of course, he's a Falcons fan. But one guy decided to. He said something about Travis Kelsey's bait, he's old, blah blah blah. I just had to let him know how we felt, you know, he's yes, he is old. And he said something about Kelsey only had like two or three tight end one overall games, like finishing as the tight end one of the week. But I'm like that really that it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't he's finished as the tight end one overall of the year by a hundred plus points. So by that aspect he likes the
0: guy over it. Like uh, Julio Jones in boom oh. Bus games over your good old reliable, I don't know, Jamar Chase finishing as a top six, top seven wide receiver. I'd say top 10 wide receiver week in, week out.
1: Pretty much. Those so I was and like, now, dude, he. That's that's stupid, that, that argument to, not valid. Yeah, uh, he only finishes tight. End, that that's 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 just ignorant. I don't care if he never finishes tight end one on the week. If he give me the his cons- top five every week. Give me the, the consistency. He outscores all the other tight ends on the year by hundred plus points. Give me Easy that guy buddy. that's going to be tight end, a top tight end five week, week in, week
0: out versus a guy who, because then I know I have a positional advantage. Mm-hmm. If I lose to a guy who whatever gets a, a, a rare tight in one week, I'll fucking take that loss at that position. It is what it is. It can happen any week. It, it, it just... Give me the consistency.
1: We'll go ahead and flip it back to you. Hmm. What you got on your buy list that you're looking to acquire?
0: So this one, I, I really like if one thing happens. One R- thing. Rondell Moore. D-Hop, if he is traded... I think this could be he – could, he could really take a, a huge step up in production and, um, yeah, just production. I don't know where I was going with that. But I, this, this, to me, is a long-term play. I know Kyler Murray it will probably be out all year next year. He'll be out, I mean, I think you and I were talking like 9 to 12 months. If he does come back, it will only be for the last three or four games of the season. The season will be done. They won't be a playoff team. There will be no point for him to come back. So I think he sits out all year. Uh, so, you know, this is for the, the 24-25 season. I think his value is low enough. It, it, it's a value thing. I, I think his value can only go up if D-Hop is gone. When Kyler Murray comes back, he should be wide receiver 1, wide receiver 2 on the team.
1: Yeah, right beyond Hollywood Brown. And of course, he could... Use him. He's also a slot guy. He doesn't need to be, you know. He's not an outside receiver at all. You can use him as an extension of the run game, screens, all kind of things. So I can see why you would be out there buying him. He's going to be cheap. He's always been cheap. He had three or four games in a row last year of like 17 or 16 plus points. So he has the big playability. More so boom or bust, but when he booms, he really booms. We say the same thing about Christian Kirk. The first few years he was with the Arizona, too, and look at what he did this last it's just year. just so a slot-wide receiver thing for the Cardinals in the past, but we'll see where that offense heads a new regime. Right. We'll go ahead and let you keep the trade rolling. What else you got over there? All right, so I'm going
0: to leave probably the guy you're most excited about for last. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson here. Um, I say that because he finished his tight end four this year. I... I've been pretty high on T.J. Hawkinson since he came in the league. I loved him in the. I loved him when he played on the Lions when he had Matt Stafford throwing him the ball. When Jared Goff went there, his production took a huge dip. I, I would assume that his value has gone up since being traded to the Vikings, but but I think he's. I would hope so. He's in his production, right? Um, but but to me, I think he's solidified himself as a. Top four, top five tight end, fantasy-wise.
1: Yeah, I mean, this year, he's the tight end two behind Kelsey. And, you know, like we said before, Kelsey had over 100 more points than Hawk. But since he was acquired by the Vikings, he did go on a hell of a run. I think he hit double digits in about every game except for week 18. But, you know, for fantasy purposes, we don't really count week 18. Right. So I'd agree. He is a buy at this point in time. He could be the next top five, top seven tight end on a more consistent basis with Captain Kirk. So we'll see what happens there. I'm, I think he's going to be locked up for a long time in Minnesota with what they traded for him. I would
0: assume so also. I mean, it's this was year four for him. He's 25, so he's at that prime tight end age. It'll be year five. Don't know contract-wise, but again, like you said, I would assume that they traded for him, that they would do their best to keep him, but I think there is money problems in Minnesota, but I would be surprised
1: if he he wasn't back. And they didn't send that kind of draft capital just for one half a for, year and let him walk. Right. But I'll, I'll keep it within the uh, NFC North division with Christian Watson. He did blow up, have lots of big games, lots of long touchdowns, but people still don't seem to like him as a consensus. I think he's just a prime buy candidate just because you can get him for pretty cheap. He's got very high upside, as we saw, and he will more than likely be walking in next season as the Packers wide receiver one. Whether you have Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, for me it doesn't really make a difference. I think he's still going to produce fairly the same with either or at quarterback. Like I said, just we mentioned it a couple weeks ago on our, I forget what episode, but made the graphic. It was, is the Christian Watson Slater warranted? I said, no, the hell, it's not. And a lot of people still think it is. So I'll go ahead and buy it for cheap I mean, and you keep can... it hot. I drafted him probably a little bit too high in our startup. I took him in the fourth round. Yeah, absolutely. It was four ten. I was eyeing him in about the sixth. It so I was, was like, oh, fuck it. you know, fee. Sorry, I tried. So it's okay. i rather have a cough than fucking start hyperventilating and jump to death over there. But I to do some CPR and air. That would be a good thing to listen to. But yeah, fourth round. Don't love it, but don't get, hate it. Get your guy. I'm, I'm not going to If I can secure be... him instead of watching him go off 10 picks later, I'll reach a little bit for him. Right. He's my wide receiver, two beyond Jamar Chase. Well, I guess probably my wide receiver, three, behind Christian Kirk now. But I just love the upside of the kid. I mean, I, I won't say that I, I
0: didn't want him, but because I did, but I'm same draft. I am completely okay. At my, my wide receiver room um, I'm just sitting back here looking at the draft board
1: yeah, so you took for about line. five straight
0: picks yeah you took him at 410 and right after you took him I took Michael Pittman which I, I think was also a bit of a reach but I was like fuck it but same thing I've got I took AJ Brown Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman and then the next guy you're going to talk about so I'm pretty happy I, I didn't need Christian Watson but I did want I did want him and I, I completely agree with you. I think he can be had for probably second. a f- second. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Right. I wouldn't. Think, I, wouldn't second. I wouldn't think a first. I'm sure uh, a lot dynasty. of people think you know it's not sustainable what he did. And well, uh, they they want to time to Aaron Rodgers, and if he, Aaron Rodgers isn't there, they're gonna say, oh, he's he's not even worth the fuck. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think the, Christian Watson. Uh, we always, I always say it: the cream rises to the top. It, I think this kid's great. He fucking, he's a gazelle, he's got top end speed, he's big, he's hes exactly what you and I love in wide receivers. There's big play, big guys that are fast as fuck. It's this, this is him. Um, again, if it's Jordan Love compared to Aaron Rodgers next year, I think he has a breakout year regardless. So, give me, give me Christian Watson for, I'd give him an early second. Give me Christian Watson all day long.
1: Yeah, that's about what I'd pay for him right now. I'd pay more personally, but I think he could be had for that. With all the uncertainty about Rodgers, we've seen trade rumors, retiring rumors. Now's a great time to buy the discount on him with all that swirling around. I don't know. People don't... They're not the highest on him in the first place. If there's no Ed Rodgers, like you said, I'm sure most will be completely out on him. And you can buy him for dirt cheap compared to when you ride that wave for a much straight next year when he scored a touchdown of a game and gave you 15-plus points. Yeah, if, if Aaron Rodgers
0: retires, the community is going to think he's worthless. You can, mm-hmm. He could be easily had for probably a late second at that point. I, I don't think he's worth the first, but I would be willing to add on to the second to get him. So I, I agree that, like it, to me, his value is like a second, but I'd be willing to pay more because I, I think he's – He'll be worth two seconds, probably in a, in a, a year from now. He might be worth he'll probably be worth two seconds.
1: I could see paying a first form on like draft day for rookie drafts this year. If you're wide receiver needy, I know a lot. Most people say you're you draft for BPA. You don't draft for need. Draft for value. Not always. That's not how you should do it every single time. If I'm a wide receiver away from. Really being a top tier competitor, and I'm sitting at I don't know one nine one through one twelve. You know, Addison, QJ, JSN, they're all gone. I wouldn't be opposed shipping that pick for Christian Watson. I could slot him in more comfortably than I could, like a, a Boutte, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. So I could see paying a late first form on draft day if that's what you absolutely need. Yeah, when when you get into the whole.
0: A positional group needy type thing I think that adds a different wrench into it I agree that if you're and if that's again perfect like a perfect storm scenario like you say all those wide receivers that I would much rather have before Watson are gone but because of your lack of draft capital Christian Watson is the next best piece because he is over Zay Flowers and maybe Boutte
1: uh, I agree with you I think that's a good take like you said my last fellow on the list for this week you did draft him I did want him. I'll be knocking a trade for him. He's kind of the same mold as Christian Watson with the type of player he is, boom or bust, but it's uh, Jameson Williams, the Detroit Lions. He didn't produce very well outside of that 140 plus yard touchdown when he did come back. So I've personally seen a lot of Jameson Williams managers be a little skeptical of him going forward. I've seen him traded, I've seen him put on the block. Talking about decent trade prices for him, not nothing over the moon for him. So I think he's a pretty good buy option at this point if you can get him for a first, maybe a little more than a first. I think he's gonna be a real fantasy star. He was I was between him and Drake London and Trelon Burks as my wide receiver one last year, and they were all at the top spot at different points in times, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does end up being Better than Olave, better than Garrett Wilson, in the end.
0: To, to me, the thing about the guys like Garrett Wilson, and Olave, is they are both very polished. They're they have better route treats than Jameson Williams, but Jameson Williams, I, I I agree with you about the Christian Watson comparison. The only thing different, really, is that he's six one. Right, just he's smaller. smaller. But everything that Christian Watson can do. Jameson Williams can also do. He's a little younger than Christian Watson, obviously being... Uh, Christian Watson played four years at, what was it, North Dakota State? Yeah. So, uh, Jameson Williams broke out his last year at Bama before he was drafted. Quickly rose up draft boards. He's always been a burner. I love Jameson Williams. I think the people that are giving him shit and saying that he's cheap and they don't want him trying to sell him for cheap, you got to trust the process. The kid played six games. I get... He only had one catch, forty one yards. But That one catch forty one yards with a fucking touchdown.
1: That's what he's gonna do. That's what you. he's going to do.
0: That's the type of player he is. He's going to be he's not a Tyreek Hill guy that's gonna go out there and get you eight catches a game for eighty to hundred plus yards, a touchdown here and there. That's not that's not his MO.
1: And if you drafted the kid, you
0: should have known go, yeah, that was the type of player you were drafting. Right. He's he's gonna be a boom and bust guy the the, the days that he gets a touchdown, he's gonna score a fucking lot. He doesn't score a touchdown, take the top off the defense. He's gonna get you three catches for thirty yards.
1: Oh yeah, I can see him having some kind of crazy stat. If he scores a touchdown, he's gonna basically be in a shoe in and get you double digits. If he yeah. scores, if he's, if
0: he scores a touchdown, he's gonna finish as a top eight wide receiver on the week. If he doesn't, wide receiver forty-five. It's that this is the type of player he is. He's he's always been, and he, we're forgetting he came off an of injury. He. I mean, to me, you got to cut him a little bit of slack. I'm, I'm extremely high on Jamison Williams.
1: I, I, mean, with I agree the, with you. He could be a better wide receiver. He could be the best wide receiver in this draft class. I mean, with the title player, he already is. Breaking out for the one year at Bama. Tearing his ACL in the, was it the Maddie or Semifinal. The semifinal. The semifinal. All those three together, should have told you, he's not going to be a play for year one at all. Possibly not even year two because he's going to go through growing pains right. as essentially a rookie still. So that's perfect, perfect type of buy that I'm looking for. That'll be part of my pitch to purchase him is, hey, he's probably not going to be worth a fuck this year as well. I will
0: also say that the Lions obviously have some confidence in him because they are willing to deal TJ Hawkinson. Those targets got to go somewhere. They're not all going to go to Sun God.
1: And they also traded
0: up in the draft to, to get, get James to Williams. Williams. Right. So, to me, they believe in him, and I do too. And that's not because he's an ex-Buckeye. I, I just I, I think this, this kid can be special. I, I, I like him over Christian Watson.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah? We're about there with you. I mean, not much, but I I like him over Christian Watson. Well, we're going to just our last buy of the week for you, a real alpha. Ah, good old Georgie
0: Pickens. And um might be a little different because really he probably should be a sell because yep, his his, spoiler value, alert. his value yeah. is so high that you could probably get a great return on investment depending on when you drafted. Um, but I, George Pickens, to me, it would probably be like... I don't know. He's absolutely an alpha. He's just got that dog in him. I can see him and Kenny Pickett growing him to a phenomenal, you know, quarterback-wide receiver duo tandem, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I'm just excited to see what what Pittsburgh does. And, and to me, George Pickens is one of those guys that can just fucking do it all. He's feisty. Again, he's got that dog in him. He can, to me, I'm trying to make a good comparison. AJ Green. That's kinda of where I'm getting that. Like he can that's kinda of what he reminds me of. He's he's just a to me he's just a beast. I, I love George Pickens. He's I know I just said James Williams could be the best wide receiver in this draft class. Right now I think it's George Pickens. There's five, six guys could be the best wide receiver out of this class. It was He had two guys that a thousand wide receiver or a thousand yards. Garrett Wilson and Olave. James easily hot. could London was hot the first six weeks of the season. I mean, Pickens
1: if, was hot at one point. In time Watson was hot. Mm-hmm. J-Mo didn't get the chance to get going. So I mean, all any of them guys could be the best wide receiver in this class, mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt. But
0: I, George Pickens, if I was going to put money on it in three, four years, it would be on to be the best out of that group. It would be George Pickens.
1: Well, spoiler <laughs> alert: next week's episode will be our, I guess, second part to this will be our dynasty cells, and George Pickens on that list for me. I mean, I I think it could be a buy or sell, depending on what you're trying to do with your team. Much like you said, I won't go too much into it, but you can get a pretty penny in return for him just because he is young, tied to a young quarterback, same rookie class. I know for me, that always tickles my pickle, much like Andy Dahl and A.J. Green, same rookie class. T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. I know those are big examples, but just off the top of my head, pairing a... Rookie quarterback with a rookie, rookie wide receiver. Wookie, wookie. Seems to bode well for both of them. No, so. it does. And, and they also got rid of Chase Claypool. so They, they have they, confidence they, in him, Right. Uh, Deontay Johnson, they re-signed him, but they didn't give him the bag, and it wasn't a four- or five-year deal. It was a two-year extension, right. I think. So, and then they've got Pat F, obviously, and, and Najee.
0: So, I mean, and to me, they, they've got a, a good core. There, there's stuff to build around. It's it's Yes, it's that's the biggest weakness right now on offense, in my opinion. And Najee Harris maybe also. Um, Ian but, Pickett looked like dog shit, to end the year. Yes, that's. He's, Kenny Pickett is. is he's got the, some improving to do. Yes, absolutely. Kenny two gloves. There you go.
1: Well, that'll about wrap it up for
0: this week's episode. Yeah, we'll we'll dive more into the George Pickens sell side of that because there's I have more to say to it
1: too. But we'll, we'll dive into that next episode. And we'll save that for what he's actually supposed to be a sell. Right. Well, that'll do it for this week. And hopefully you guys enjoy watching the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games. I know I'm pulling for my Bengals and the Eagles to go ahead and advance to the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for this weekend? Same thing. Um, I,
0: obviously, I'm... I think I'm slowly becoming a little bit of a Bengals fan because my Cowboys just... Have you seen that cycle on Facebook where it's like... I can't remember. It was like... I would have to look it up, but it's it's a cycle when it's every fucking year. It's like... They circle it, and it's like, you just lost. And it's like, you are here. Mm-hmm. And then the next one them is like, we done boys, it's our year. And it's just... It, it, anyways... I'm, it's a liberating cycle. It, it is. It sucks. But I, I'm liking the Bengals. And to me, I think a big part of it is is the bang, is not the Bengals is Patrick Mahomes. The Bengals are extremely hot. But if Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I think it's a coin toss. I still think the Bengals win if Mahomes is healthy. But with Mahomes, I know they're gonna say he's healthy blah blah, blah and He's gonna play, but he's not healthy. I, I think the Bengals win. The, I don't think it's ever a question. I think it's close, but like the Bengals will always be in the lead. The Bengals all the day. The 49ers and Eagles on the same side as you, Eagles, because both their defenses, I mean, to me the Eagles' defense is a little bit better. Not by much, marginally. But the Eagles' offense is fucking heads better. and shoulders better than the Niners.
1: The Niners, Niners aren't going to be able to do the ball, I don't think. Now with Mr. Purdy back there, I think it's going to be a struggle much like it was against the Cowboys. Yeah, and the Eagles' defense is way better than the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I Cowboys had on the 19, I, I think the Eagles hold them to 10. Wouldn't be surprising, but you'll hear more about comparing those games and what we think is going to go on in our betting episode. That'll drop shortly shortly after this one, so make sure you tune into that episode as well. So we'll see you guys again next week. I appreciate you tuning in. So, see ya. I forgot again, you can find us on Twitter. Ah. My Twitter is at Gump7285 Derek's is D underscore Cook93, and that's K-O-C-H. Then you can find our renamed Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all that gridiron underscore FS. So now we'll see you guys again next week. See ya.